Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Countdown. Yep. Five. Five. Four. four three, three. Two. One. Beautiful. Hey, everybody, oh and welcome God. to another episode of All the Small Games. My name is Andrew Levins. I am Jonathan Valenzuela. And this is a podcast all about indie games, um, and we're going to be talking about indie games. But before you listen to one more second, or you could do it while listening, go to the website uh, itch. Io, um, and buy their incredible Black Lives Matter charity bundle. Um, it has it's over insane. Fi- has over fifteen hundred indie games on it that you can play on PC or Mac. Or I mean, some of them have been unlocked on other different ways you can play. Um, Jesus, it was like seven hundred when it first went online. So they've just been cramming it full of games. Yeah, and um, they, as of this morning, they have um, raised more than $5 million, which they're all donating towards the um, NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund and the Community Bail Fund. Um, It's called the Bundle for Racial Justice and Equality. Um, And, uh, like, look, on one hand, it is, you don't see a deal like this ever. This is unbelievable in terms of value. I mean, I don't even play games on my computer, but I just got it. One, because uh, I wanted to give money to a, to a great cause, but on the off chance that I do want to start playing games on my computer, this is an incredible way to have an instant, insane library that you'll never be able to play all of. With some, one game, when I went and checked out the bundle, one, ga- one thing, I can't even call it a game really, one thing jumped out at me called Desktop Goose. This, yep. They basically made like it's the goose from Untitled Goose Game, but it just wanders around your desktop being like annoying. <laughs> so you're like, it'll grab the cursor and run away with it and That's stuff great. like that. That's I'm, so good. I'm, I'm buying to help some really good causes and also just have that fucking goose on my laptop. Yeah, that's unreal. I mean, there are a lot of games that we've spoken about on the show multiple times in the past. Um, I mean, the most most prominent of them is Celeste, arguably like one of the best games, if not the best game of uh, 2017, um, which is just a must-play. If you haven't played it yet, buy it for $5. Oh, fantastic. Um, there's um, uh, Overland. All the Finji- Finji games are in there, so like Overland, A Night in the Woods, um, I think uh, After Party and Oxenfree are in there from memory. That's right, yep. And then there's um, I mean, also uh, um, A Short Hike, which is a game that I've always wanted to play. Um, and um, Oh yeah, that looks really good. Uh, another game that we talked about a while ago called A Normal Lost Phone, and then its sequel, which is called... Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a semi-sequel. Um, there's some D- D- Devolver Digital games on there, like Minute, which I love. Um, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and there's like... I mean, honestly, just 
fire up this insane list and just give a bunch of cool things a go and uh, write into the show if you find something good in there and want us to talk about it or play it our email address is all the small games at gmail.com and uh i mean it's been uh, a pretty insane couple of weeks since we last recorded um obviously uh, we are extremely pro the Black Lives Matter movement and I think any cause like this that helps to make the gaming uh, media landscape less disgusting, <laughs> uh, I think we Amen. should support. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the, the, the idea of a gamer is uh, often a very racist depiction of, of, of a person uh, and so I think that yeah. awesome, awesome causes like this should be, should be supported by as much of the industry uh, as possible. So please go and get this insane bundle. Um, and support some amazing causes. And if you have, uh, are able to uh, support uh, charities that, uh, that that support this movement, um, you know, definitely think about giving some more. Uh, last week, uh, I went I went bonkers. I decided let's treat charities like I would a game sale, and I <laughs> donated to like <laughs> 20, 20 different charities. It felt really yeah, good. Yeah, you you went you went ham on it. I uh, yeah, there was a there was a march in Sydney last weekend. And I unfortunately was not able to attend it. So instead, I let my money do the walking. And I, yeah, jumped around a bunch of Indigenous charities because, uh, I mean, this bundle supports the the Black Lives Matter movement in America. But Australia has its own completely fucked history with all this stuff. And it's important to... I yeah, felt I mean, it was important, important to make sure that... But it's yeah, still, it still I mean, continues today. So A fucking present, yeah. yeah. So I gave a bunch of money to Indigenous charities. I also threw some to the NAACP because I think you you and other people have made the good point that I in my life have certainly benefited from, from black culture and the efforts of black artists and black creatives. So it was important to make sure, like, yep, you guys get some money as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that this, you know, that, that this this moment of change that we're seeing in America and the rest of the world now leads to a change in like, you know, typically white protagonists in video games. And yeah, uh, definitely. We're, we're able to see, we're able to see like, you know, more, more different, you know, personalities and, 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 and ways of characters, like basically different, different characters in, 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 in the video games we play, different stories that we, that, that we haven't seen a million times told through video games and other uh, art forms. Yeah. Yeah. Black Lives Matter, ACAB. My first review of the show is reviewing, uh, giving money to charity. It felt, made, made me feel great. And uh, it was a great deal. It was a bundle. It was a, it was a, a very expensive bundle, but I, I was able to, 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 to give to many, many charities and I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> yeah. Great graphics, great gameplay. Second yeah. review is The Police, terrible gameplay. <laughs> great band, terrible gameplay. <laughs> yeah. That's so um, funny. You know what, Sting? I'm calling out Sting. Go back and rename your band from the 80s. <laughs> I just... I was... my In my car, it stays locked on WSFM, the oldies station. Oh, do you got to change this it was- to... um. The other one, the other classic station. It may, maybe it is WSFM. Smooth, smooth, smooth FM. Smooth FM is the one, dudes. No, man, I don't fuck with anything a dado is involved with. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was just after George Floyd, and I had to get in my car and drive somewhere. And they played "Every Breath You Take" by the Police, and I was like, "Read the fucking room, guys. <laughs> Not the time." God, it's fucked up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Shall we? Shall we chat some actual games? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah. we've been playing a bunch of games uh, in the last couple of weeks. 
Um, but I think the one that we should begin the episode with is uh, a game that we've both been playing by a game creator who we love. Um, the developer's name is Yeo, or Y-E-O, Yeo. You Yeo, know yeah. We, he's never corrected us uh, in the many times that we've potentially butchered his name. But yeah, uh, he made one of my favorite games of last year, um, the uh, Friends of Ringo Ishikawa, which was an incredible game that uh, brought together like your classic kind of uh, Japanese student brawler with a life sim that was all about like taking your education seriously um, and, and trying to outlive the life of a, of a teenage hoodlum. Um, but uh, he released much earlier in the year on Steam <coughs> his newest game called Arrest of a Stone Buddha uh, on PC. Um, John, you got it on PC. Um, yes, I did. I bought it because it came out on PC a month and a bit before um, before Switch followed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I kind of uh, got that going. And um, I, from memory, I was like, I, I messaged you and was all like, yeah, I'm playing Arrest of a Stone Buddha. And then minutes later, it was like, this is fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, you, you've you bought it on PC and then you've also just like in the last few weeks bought it on Switch again. Um, yeah. How much easier is it on Switch for you, John? It's, um. well, look, I managed to make it past the very first section. Yeah. So already it's marginally easier on Switch, but still like I'm I'm now stuck on the second kind of combat section. How far have you gotten in it? Uh, well, I, I played on, on regular difficulty, um, at the start. Yeah, I've been playing regular as well. Um, and, uh, I got up to like the, I made it past the opening sequence and I had, had my discussion with, uh, so basically you, you play, you're a hitman in 1970s France. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you basically, the game is about wasting your days so you can accept a mission at night and do the only thing that you're good at and that's killing waves and waves of dudes with guns um yeah and so and endless waves of dudes with guns as well like i don't think it's never capped off you you just have to fight your way through um which is like Part of the part of the difficulty of it, but continue. You, sorry. Yeah. Well. So I mean, the, the intro is, I think, one of the greatest intros I've ever seen in a game, where you're in a church and it's like, you know, use the left and right stick to move, and so you start moving, and then it's then you see a dude praying in front of you with his head. He's like, you know, knelt down with his head facing away from you, and then it just says hold R to aim and then you aim the gun at the back of this dude's head and then it says press A to shoot and then you shoot this dude in the back of the head your your first hit has been taken out and then suddenly waves of dudes with guns come after you um, and you have to basically fight your way out of the church and then once you get out of the church it's a new screen that you have to fight your way through to like through these beautiful beautifully pixel rendered streets um, and then uh, I think it's like three different waves you have to get through you walk through like a graveyard at one point and yeah. then, then you have like this discussion about with with a, another hitman about you know, I guess about your lives and it's kind of depressing. Um, yeah, then you it's get... very it's very vague as well. It's not like it's never definitively like this is my name. I'm a hitman. This is kind of what's happening. It's you might be wondering sort of how talking. I got in this situation. <laughs> yeah, record uh, scratch. Um, um, but yeah, no, you, you you then get free reign of this like incredible looking like Parisian. Uh, 16-bit looking like paradise, basically. Yeah. Um, and you can walk through these beautiful streets and then go inside some buildings. You can just sit down at a bar and have a drink, but you can't talk to anyone. 
Um, yeah. Your life. That- basically, basically, this is like a game that is about telling, showing you how lonely and repetitive the, the, the life of a hitman is. And difficult. Yes, difficult. So I, yeah. on normal difficulty, made it to that first mission, that, that second that second mission, opposed to the conversation, and basically you take out a second hit, um, and then you've got to escape this um, multi-level building, <clears throat> which involves yeah, it's a, ho- one- a hotel, I think. Yeah, and uh, it involves you going downstairs. And here is my main complaint with this uh, with this game: when you walk downstairs, it doesn't change. Like you basically, while when you're on the stairs, shooting forward shoots up and down enemies that are above you and below you. It also means that you are um, prone to getting hit by bullets from the enemies above and below you. And I I just couldn't get past the stairs, um, so I'm. I- I s- yeah, I flicked it over to easy mode, and now I'm I got past that point. But then there is a level a, a little bit after that where there are multiple stairwells, where you've got to go up and down and up and down like multiple stairs in one in one level. And it you, again the same problem arises where enemies above and below you can both shoot you, and so it's it's just I don't know it's really really it threw threw me off so much and I just can't get past this part. Yeah, I um. Can you? That's that's one thing I didn't look into it very hard. Can you switch difficulty during a existing save? No. <laughs> yeah. So I went that's, back and I redid all the earlier stuff. Yeah, that's one thing that I'm like, because I had the same issue as you. I was playing on regular difficulty. I got up to. I'm on the exact level you're describing, where you have to like make your way across one floor of the hotel, descend the stairs, make your way back across, which is just like. Making your way across the floor is already really difficult. Not having a checkpoint that like starts you at the stairs if you die. Yep. I did it I did it four or five times, then I was like, I can't fucking handle this. I need to like step <laughs> away for a while. Um Yeah, I look, I'm 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 the same as you. It's like the combat in it is fucking cool. Obviously you're a fantastic hitman because Every shot you fire finds its mark, and it's one shot kill every time. So, yeah, so you it's, definitely it's, you've. It's a two D side scroller where, like, yeah, you have your gun at the be- to begin with, but once you've fired the you know ten shots inside it, you have to steal a gun from uh, one of the many other would be uh, assailants um, that are coming your way to to, to to do you in, and uh, and you and you do it in such a kick ass fashion because you like break their arm yeah if you, and in this if you 16... hold up if you hold up what when you when you like punch them essentially it breaks their arm and you steal their weapon um and you can take two weapons and then shoot left and right relatively easily um but then there are like um i guess snipers or like people with rifles that that shoot and then there's someone else with like a machine uh, a shotgun and if you get hit by either of them you're immediately dead um if you hold down, you take a knee and then you automatically shoot the person who's aiming a weapon at you, <laughs> yeah. which is a tactic that um, I think you like. If, if I was to really sit down and get into the the flow of this game, I'm sure the, situ- the, the, the situations that I'm like, you've got to be patient with it, basically. And, and this is the kind of game that I don't traditionally play to be patient with. I just want to like fire my way through and like you know get through by the skin of my teeth, but. Because there isn't like a health system on this, there's kind of no way of knowing which shot is going to do you in. Like you can take a couple of handgun bullets, but then suddenly you're just uh, one bullet will randomly kill you. Um, and I that, think 
I have a theory on this. I think I've been playing with sound on and you'll hear like ricochets essentially. So you hear the like ping of a bullet going near you. I think you have three to five ricochets before you get hit. Okay, right. Like, because I had the same thing. I'm like, I really wish there was something telling me how close I was to death so I know how careful I need to be in playing. But it's almost like my my sort of thinking about this game, I've probably thought about it more than I've actually played it. Um, but my 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 thinking on it is it's almost like a strategic management kind of game because mm-hmm. you'll have you'll have like three enemies will run from the side of the screen towards you one might stop and aim their gun that's the enemy you have to focus on you don't have to worry about the other two until they pull their guns up yes so it's just about juggling like <clears throat> are you kneeling and firing at the person who's aiming at you is there anyone aiming at you how are you kind of managing the two sides of the screen and how many enemies are running towards you like it it really is a a very taxing juggle essentially yeah, between you, both sides of the screen you can steal a shotgun but that only gets you like 5 hits and once that's out you find yourself with without a weapon and you're fucked so you have yeah. to always make sure that you are like are like weighing up you know do I shoot this guy or what do I wait for him to get closer so I can steal his weapon and then use that against him um, my my rule of thumb was anyone gets close to me, you're getting your arm broke. <laughs> what about in the game, John? <laughs> oh, oh, I know, no, I know, cast- I know. Like, yeah, social distancing. You take it very seriously. But. Yeah, this is why Levins and I record over Zoom now. <laughs> break his, break my arm twice. Shame on you. Break my arm three times. Shame on me. I don't know. So yeah, look, um, like you, I am getting frustrated at this game and like if this was Ringo I I did I finished that game in three days I was addicted I loved it so much um and there are the elements of Ringo obviously like the the, the visuals the music fucking rules um and uh even the core gameplay like it that is it is something that like you know I I wish I could master but it does require more patience than I'm capable of um Mm. but in spite of all the frustration that I'm having with this game, like besides like maybe like not being able, not taking fire from both up and down when you go upstairs, I kind of wouldn't change a single thing about this game. I think this is less like it is absolutely a game, but it I like every year it's like you know you hear about the argument where it's like you know are video games art? This game is undeniably art, and I feel like that's so often reserved for games like like most recently like Kentucky Route Zero or like a, a Journey or um, Actually, yeah, like, not it's it's either a game that's like very very literal, like uh, literary, like um like uh, KRZ, like yeah, like, like Kentucky Route Zero, and I would argue that like yeah, it is art, but that's more using the um the mechanics of a video game to tell a story, not so much be a piece of art. Whereas this yes. is absolutely using all video game mechanics, not so much to tell a story, but just to show you what the life of the of a hitman would be like this essentially fairly empty and lonely experience with like you know repetitive work that you have to master to be good at and then you don't really get rewarded with anything for for doing all that work i think this is like i think this is the closest thing to art i've ever seen in a video game and i would i would, I would absolutely put it in something like in the same boat as as like a flower or a you know or, or a journey in that it is like it's it's using video game and gameplay to to be a piece of art 
not yeah. to, not to tell a story. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. My my um my one my one gripe with it is I wish that the world was a bit richer. Because there was one part where, as I was wandering around the city, after I'd bought a really fucking cool pair of sunglasses, <laughs> um, and I keep going on about that when I talk about it with you because it's literally the only other thing apart from shooting people I've done in this game. There's one part where I went into an art gallery and you can kind of wander the halls of this art gallery and there's pictures on the wall. I just wish for something like that it's the perfect opportunity to to reveal a little bit more of this this character you're playing as through his reaction to the art kind of thing. No, but I think like I wish I think this goes back to what I said. This dude's life is lonely. He's not reacting to art at all because nothing means anything to him. Such is the life even, of a hitman. But man. even but even that would have been something nice for him to be like you you press interact in front of the picture and he just goes I don't get it or something like Make make the world have a little bit more interactivity in the world, kind of thing. I think the I point. Think that's I, what yeah, I, I interpret this. The point of this is like your interactions in the in the in the real world when you're not being an assassin, like are, are pointless. He doesn't. They don't mean anything to our character. But that's that's the thing. There are no interactions. Time. There are no interactions to kind of prove that. I but think. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think let, that. Like, let, yeah, I think you not being is, able to interact with it is is is, is enough. It's it's a gripe that I've had with a couple of other games. The the most the one I can think of as another example is like, um, uh, what's that fucking the Edith Finch game? I can't remember the full title. It's something. What, what something remains Edith of Edith Finch. Finch? What remains of Edith Finch? They built this fascinating house and gave you these very very limited options to kind of look at stuff outside of the story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, give me more stuff inside this house. It's so many more storytelling opportunities that are being missed out on because the only points of interaction are the points that are on that have to do with the main storyline. I, I, total, I totally see what you're saying. I just feel like Ringo Ishikawa was just, it was such a rich world. And then this is like so austere. And I get the reasons you're saying it's austere. Just... Slightly less austerity. Let me buy sunglasses at the art gallery. <laughs> you want to buy sunglasses? It. It, yeah, it's like not actual interactions. You can just buy sunglasses of everyone you meet in the game. Uh, I want to break a dude's arm, take his gun, and also take his sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, look, this is like you know, this dude is like absolutely making a name for himself as a guy who makes like very polarizing games, and like reading reviews of of Ringo Ishikawa made me so angry as like a, as a massive fan of that game so many reviewers in my opinion just didn't understand what what made that game so special and i think with this game like i i i definitely understand why someone would hate this game because it's all like you know there's there's elements of it being like on one hand like the purest game ever but on the other hand like almost an anti game uh i think this is like yeah an absolutely a, a game that if you play you will think about it nonstop like, you know, why wasn't I good at that game? Do I like this game? What is this game trying to tell me? Um, and I think it's so rare for a game to to kind of give me feelings like that. And so while it's hard for me to say, I recommend that everyone should play this. On the other hand, I kind of would love everyone to play this and, and experience it. And, and what do they get out of it? Does it make them angry? Do they fall in love with it? Like... I think it's a really, really special experience, this game, and I cannot wait to see what this dude continues to do in the future. He's like a, a day one of release um, uh, game developer for me now. 
Yeah, totally. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm the same. I I definitely enjoyed what I played. I found it very thought provoking. Like I said, it'd be nice if you could change difficulty level during a save rather than having to restart the game from the beginning. Honestly, it would take you know, like, it would take you like ten minutes to get to where you are now um, on easy. Yeah. yeah, is the combat noticeably easier? Uh, you can like I think take more hits. Okay. So like yeah. So it's not like they haven't like limited the amount of guys running at you. They've just made you a bit tougher. Oh no, tougher. there's still so many fucking people and and if you miss the rifle, you still get like get one kill one shot killed immediately. Yeah. I found it interesting the whole kneeling to focus on the person. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. ...that's shooting at you, they only give you that tip... Like, when you get to the graveyard, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I could have used that a lot earlier, guys. (laughs) But no, I think it's, I think it's a really interesting experience. And, you know, you, you saying like, does it make you angry? Does it like, does it fascinate you? That kind of thing. That's pretty much a description of art. Like art, art is, art is a, a product designed to elicit some sort of emotional reaction. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. I highly, highly recommend following Yao on, um, on, on Twitter, but it looks like as of the 5th of June, he's taking a break. Um, oh, wow. He, he like, I, I mean, it must crush him. He puts so much love into these, you know, very, very unique games and it's very hard to find positive reviews of them. Um, so Except he reviews for both Ringo and Arrest. We, we fucks with you, Yao. As, as failed games, two failed games in a row. The games games that were fun for him but not fun for others, and it means right. that he, he, it means he, he, he just tweeted on the fifth. For the record, for me, Ringo and Arrest are fun action games. So for me, it's two fail games in a row. Um, my small games also weren't fun for others. So basically, it means that I can't make a fun game based on my t- taste and artistic view. Like the saddest thing in the universe to me would be if this guy makes fucking, you know, like a. A shoot, just like a regular shooter or some shit. Yeah, but some a, a bullsh- game that he thinks yeah. should be popular instead of something that's because <laughs> what makes these games so special is that they are like absolutely something that only he could make. Yeah, totally. 
yeah but yeah look um, g- give a rest of the stone border a chance guys it's cool and unique yeah and, um and i and i absolutely uh back 100 percent ringo ishikawa um yeah yeah both both fine additions to your game libraries absolutely um give them give them a shot um so yeah. what else have you been playing J val so another game that I picked up recently that I've I've seen floating around for a while and and was curious about so I took a damn chance on it which um similar to what we were just saying guys take more chances on games like <laughs> just just buy shit like, yeah fuck S- it support an indie ve- any developer even though you're not sure if it uh you know if it'll yeah. be yeah good or not give, fuck it give it a, give it a, give it a test money Jesus, is meaningless life's, life's short guys. Um, Especially if you're a hitman. Well, no, yeah, exactly. Life's long if you're a hitman. Either, either be a hitman or, <laughs> or or buy indie games. So you're only two options. Yeah. So the the other game I'm going to talk about is um, Atomicrops. So Atomicrops is, uh, and I'll go off the description that it has for Steam because I'm always terrible at sort of working out the taxonomy of these kind of games. It's an action-packed roguelite farming simulator where you must cultivate and defend the last farm in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. So uh, it obviously, like, takes takes a note from Stardew Valley Mm -hmm. in the way the game starts. You sort of, like, your your uncle or your grandfather has left his farm to you and a minute after you arrive, the nuclear bombs start falling. And so the game starts with you in this in this nuclear wasteland. You have a well, you have a small plot of land that you can cultivate, and you have, like, four potato seeds. You plant those seeds, you, you sort of, you water them um, to help them grow, and then creatures start appearing and attacking you, little, little worms that pop out of the ground and, like, fire a kind of... Um, Fire, fire glowing orbs at you, essentially. Uh, you, you ward them off, you harvest your potatoes, and there's a day-night cycle in the game. So you kind of like... The idea is that you farm during the day, and then at night you have to defend your crops from just shitloads of enemies that start pouring in and attacking. It becomes like Most a, of those a bullet en- hell game, right? Pretty much. Like, they, they pack so many enemies on screen, firing so many bullets, that it does become almost like a shmup. So it's like you are trying to navigate your way around the bullets rather than just, like, taking it on the chin. Mm. Um, in addition to, the, to the, the left, the right, up and down of your little plot of land, think of it almost like an island, <clears throat> there are bridges that take you to other areas in the game where you have a chance to um, uh, kill lots of enemies and essentially get pickups like you might there'll be a little like enemy campus and uh, you know kind of thing you kill all the enemies and you might get the option of like do you want a cow that helps you water your crops or do you want bees that fertilize your crops kind of thing then they do it automatically for you um or you pick up more seeds or all sorts of other kind of like you know things that help you with the game once the nighttime cycle is over a helicopter appears and takes you to town where you sell your crops and use that money to buy upgrades. You can buy upgraded, you can buy like new weapons, um, a variety of other things. You can grow roses and use those roses to uh, f- like flirt and woo people in this town <laughs> who give you bonuses in some way, shape or form. Um, 
yeah, and so once you're done with that, you hop back on the helicopter and it's time for the next day, essentially. Man, I'm looking, <laughs> at, I'm looking at footage of this now. It looks so much fun. Yeah, it's fucking difficult. Like, I've not made it past day four. So when, when it becomes a bullet hell, are you mostly defending your crops or do you, can you take damage as well? You can take damage as well. Damn. Um, the only thing I think that harms your crops are slugs that start coming onto the screen. They, they chomp away your crops. My rule of thumb up until now is farm during the day and get that out of the way. So when nighttime hits and I've got no crops to be attacked, that's when I go and explore the other areas. Oh, cool. Yeah, sweet. Which means I pick up seeds for the next day. So once I get back from town, I'm ready to start growing stuff right away. Mm-hmm. It's it's very fun. I mean, it's a roguelite, so it's obviously all about that, like, oops, I died, start again, let's keep going sort of thing. Um, I, have a co- <coughs> I have a couple of minor gripes with it. One being you can't buy, like, I, I haven't found somewhere to buy seeds in town. I've only ever... The only place I've ever been able to get seeds is from fighting my way through the wasteland, essentially. Right. It would be nice if I could go to town and spend some of my money on on crops. Um, You can buy weapons, but the weapons only last for one day. Interesting. So it's it's kind of frustrating that I'm like, oh, I just spent 45 coins or whatever on this gun. Mm-hmm. Um, made it through one night, didn't make my forty-five back necessarily, and now the gun's gone as well. Right. So, okay, sure. like, some of the some of the economy stuff in the game, I think, is a bit wonky at the beginning. Like, I mean, I'm I'm sure they're going for difficulty, and you know, it's a roguelite, so obviously that's part of it. But it's like, make make the first gun a bit cheaper, make gun upgrades cheaper to begin with, because like I've I've I'll buy a gun. And then a little stand will open next to the gun store that's like, upgrade your gun for 100 coins. And it's like, I'm nowhere near earning 100 coins. <laughs> like, like, make it slightly... Just make it a little bit easier at the beginning. <clears throat> Jack up the price as the days go on. That's sure. totally fine. But okay. give, me, give me a slight edge at the beginning of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, but apart from that, I've, I've been really enjoying my time with it. I think it's something that I will... I'll jump back into as time goes on. <clears throat> like the sort of like, oh, I've got 15 minutes free and there's nothing else holding my attention at the moment. Fuck it, let's do Tommy Crops again. Yeah, it's funny. This I think both the games, both this game and the game I'm about to talk about are almost, uh, they're both uh, Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley with guns. <laughs> right. Uh, because... Um, yeah. Yo, sorry, you finished well, finish talking about your one. Well, I just, I just realized, uh, so it's developed by Birdbath Games. Yep. Um, and also Toby Dixon, Danny Wynn, and Junus Turner, according to Google, published by Raw Fury, who are, um, I think, like... A good publisher. You know, if, if Annapurna and uh, Devolver are, like, top tier, these guys are the next tier down. A-tier. Um, a, yeah, A-tier. And it's out on PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, and Macintosh. Did it only just come I to Switch? A, like, this week, or...? No, like two two weeks ago, two okay, three sweet. weeks ago. Awesome. Just jumping back, I think Arrest of a Stone Buddha is PC and Switch. Yep. It's not. It's not PlayStation or Xbox, is it? Um. Yeah. Hold just on, sw- just switching Windows. I've, yep. Just switching switch, Windows. Switch. Switch. Switch and Windows. Cool. Yeah. So Tommy Crops, give it a try. Yeah. 
<coughs> so the game I'm about to talk about is a game that's not available on Nintendo Switch, but it is on PS4, Xbox One, Windows, and Mac. Um, and uh, it is a game that initially came out, I think, in 2017 for um, PC and Xbox. Um, and the PlayStation 4 version came out in 2018, but this is the deluxe version. I'm not sure of the differences. Uh, it is called Slime Rancher. So I'm playing, been playing Slime Rancher Deluxe Edition. And uh, this is a first-person open-world game in which you play a farmer who farms slimes, and you do that by going out into this wild, dangerous world, and you have a big vacuum gun, and so you suck up slimes, then you go back to your farm, and you shoot them into a pen that they can't escape from, and you got to feed them every day, and you get more slimes, and you breed more slimes, and they evolve into stuff, and then once they eat, they produce these crystals that you, that you then put in. Basically, this game has like a stock market. Um, all based off of weird artifacts that the slimes you catch shit out, and then you you pick you, you vacuum up the things that they that they shit out the jewels or whatever, and you fire them into the stock exchange, and then you get a bunch of money, and then you can buy new shit for your farm to protect it from, uh, you know, evil slimes to like basically allow yourself better resources. You've got to get, get a chicken coop, and and, the, and once the chickens uh, basically because your slimes eat everything, they eat vegetables, they eat chickens. Everything. Uh, um, uh, I, <laughs> okay. I, I was like, this game looks super cute. You're like, essentially just like vacuuming up like big pink slimes. This will be perfect to play with Archie. And so we played it together and it was super fun for like half an hour. And then I let him play it for a little bit by himself because I want him to get better at, at just playing video games in general. And suddenly he started like not screaming but going like dad 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 oh help and he'd forgotten to fi- I, I, I don't know exactly why this happened either we put too many of different slimes into the same pen or he forgot to feed the slimes for too long and they suddenly turned every every slime turned into like this like fiery monster slime that oh boy attacked me until i died and then i woke up in my bed and everything we'd done so far had either been destroyed or eaten <laughs> oh shit um so this is definitely a game that uh, i thought would be like fun and simple but with guns <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's a lot more depth to this game than i initially gave it credit for and um it is a game that i look forward to working out uh, all of the uh, the you know nuances of because it's super fun and actually again I think you would love too man okay interesting uh, annoyingly this would be perfect on Switch and it's bizarre to me that like because it would it would look it's not like a it's a, it just looks like your average Unreal Engine game it's a lot of you know bright colors and no realistic graphics it's very cartoony so I'm yeah. not sure why why it's not on Switch yet. Um, I especially think it would it would be a hit with like at the Animal Crossing crowd because it is like you know cutesy but also like anarchic and fun in its own way um i mean they could uh no it's on xbox so it's not like there's console exclusivity to yeah i don't know playstation maybe it costs too much money to port it there or something but uh did um did uh did did archie's experience turn him off playing it yes (laughs) right he was like i'll watch you play it again but i don't want to play i think i think like Playing a game that you think is like peaceful and fun, and then suddenly things start attacking you and you die, uh, is uh, I remember playing Animal Crossing with my wife for the first time, and she was like, "This game's amazing. Nothing can hurt you." And then one night, a scorpion crawled up and got her, and then she woke up the <laughs> next morning and she she like you know she essentially you know died in the, the closest thing yeah. to dying you can do in Animal Crossing. And she was like, "Oh, I don't want to play this anymore. You can get hurt oh, right. in this game." <laughs> oh boy. 
So yeah. Archie will ranch slime no more. I think no, we'll get him back on board this slime train. It's uh, it's it's right. Good. Hey, speaking of trains, um, I should give a special shout out to a PC game that came out very recently that um, we will send a code for, but I didn't realize it was only on PC. I thought it was before Mac too. Um, it's a game called Monster Train, um, and uh, we're big big fans of Slay the Spire on this podcast. And uh, in Slay the Spire, you're essentially like traveling up or down this spire and uh, basically going through waves and waves of, of increasingly more dangerous enemies and you fight them using cards that you that you collect on your way uh, through the spire. Uh, in this game, Monster Train, you are the spire. So it still is card-based combat um, and you have to basically protect the spire using cards from all of your attackers. Uh, I thought that was a really, really great... Uh, Great idea for a game. It's been developed by Shiny Shoe and published by Good Shepherd, who are another yes. one of a fairly, very good uh, indie game publisher. Um, and uh, uh, John has it on PC. And uh, I, yeah, I will. Uh, I will endeavour to get into it before the next, um, before our next session. Or I'll crash a train uh, for, into you. For for context, uh, myself and my wife got a puppy um, about three weeks ago. So it's Scariest actually monster been, of all. Yeah, uh, it's been a lot of a lot of like playing with the puppy, but also trying to train it and cleaning up its messes and whatnot, which is which has sapped away a bit of time for gaming. Mm-hmm. But um, now now we're starting to kind of settle into a routine and stuff like that. So back to gaming. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm yeah, I think w- should we? Um, there's a lot of news coming out at the moment because the the replacement for E, like a lot of the replacement events for E3, uh, are happening right now. The yeah, IGN th- Summer of Gaming and whatnot. Yeah, so we should definitely do an episode next week where we kind of go through all of these all the big indie game news. Treat it as, as yeah. though it wasn't because, like, even though, like, well, actually, you know, we we had like the big PS5 reveal event in, in, in this morning. Um, there, yeah. was some, there was some pretty cool indies in that. Um, a couple of Annapurna, ti- Annapurna titles, a new game yeah. by the, the team from Hyper Light Drifter, which looked really great. That game Stray, who made that? That looks that looks great. That's um blue. It's a dev. It's a dev studio called Blue Twelve. Um, that's like that's one of those games that's been floating around the internet for quite a while. Right. Um, and I think they just sort of like they were going under HK Dev Blog or something along those lines beforehand. But then I think they sort of um, officialized it as Blue Twelve. I, I'm I'm gonna go looking for it because I swear um, Little Devil Inside has been around for years now. Who's publishing that one? Um, I'm not sure. I'll I'll I should look that up right now. I'm doing the typing. Um. <laughs> I've already typed it. But yeah, it's because I, re- I remember seeing like very similar gameplay and aesthetics from something a while ago. Little Devil Inside um, is, is uh, being made by Neostream. So, uh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about Neostream. Yeah, neither. Um, yeah, anyway, this is going to like, I'll, I'll put some research in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this- if you go to neostream.com, this game has been around for a long time because. Uh, the logos they have on their website, <laughs> yeah. uh, Windows, Linux, um, Apple, PS4, Xbox One, and the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I swear, like, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this. I've done something about this in a thread on Twitter before for for all the small games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It looks it looks great. So it was officially part of the PS5 um, showcase this morning. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm, I really hope that doesn't mean exclusivity, but it probably will. Hey, in this instance, when when, when I have the console, more oh than yeah, <laughs> normally I'm used to the, X, the Xbox exclusivity for indies. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, we'll 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 do some we'll do some research and uh, we'll bring you a wrap up of the stuff that we really love. Yeah, absolutely. There was a bunch of other games. There was so many games in that PS5 showcase. I'm for anyone who yeah. cares. I'm absolutely getting a a PS5 at launch. That was everything I needed to be convinced. Uh, so, I I've actually I I mean because I'm so buried in the ecosystem now, I'm gonna get a Xbox whatever the fuck it's called xbox one x when it comes out isn't xbox one x the oh, no. no what's what's the next one called xbox series one or what that's right. xbox fucking, series x or some shit the fucking new one that's coming out but like game pass game pass and all that stuff xbox series uh, yeah, x that's the name of it yeah which one I'm looks stupider be... to you the, the playstation 5 or the xbox series x uh, PlayStation Five. It looks like something Mike Baird would have built on the harbor. Yeah, it definitely looks like a like a risky like piece of architecture. Yeah, it, it looks like something um, my friend Angus Truscott would wear. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. Um, yeah, so cool. Looking forward to doing that episode. That's going to be great. Yeah, definitely. I love God. God, I love like new indie indie game news. It's the best. I like my dream is that like one day. I can just go to a cinema and watch all the showcase videos. That'd be fucking amazing. I know it sounds so lame, but like there've been so many great, great showings over the years. And like, it would be so fun watching them with like a drink and some popcorn. I guess I could do that from home it'd be, but in a cinema. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be fun if they did nostalgia ones. Like here's the best of E3 2005. so much. Cause we're, yeah. it's all about like being, being surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Although I have to admit, um, like, I was very grateful to be watching it once it had already happened. So I could like, scrub through the Gran Turismo announcements and stuff this morning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was always the 2K. When yeah. I when I used to, when I used to work on Xbox and watch the their showcases live, it always sucked to be sitting there like, "Oh god damn it, stop fucking talking about, you know, new tournament feature for Xbox Live. Like, I don't care. <laughs> get to the get to the good shit." Yeah, like the PS5 one opening with um Grand Theft Auto. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> That's that's cool. Thanks, just, guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it, the, you get online for free when you get a PS5. Just funny, like I mean, obviously oh, right. it is like it is one of the biggest games of all time, but uh, it is funny for them to be relying on it all. Anyway, uh, it's a big game. We'll never talk about it again. Uh, small games only. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, if you want to hear me talk about big games, you should do that on my other podcast, um, Hey Fam. And we talked about I, I played and finished uh, Last of Us for the first time this week. I started on PS3 Hell and yeah. finished it, so I, I played the entire thing in two days this week. Um, and uh, looking forward to the sequel coming out next week. That'll be fun. So that's Hey Fam. But this is all the small games. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so using our email address, all the small games at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at all the small game. Or on Facebook.com slash all the small games. John, you can find on Twitter and Instagram at 16 Tacos. And I'm at LevDog on everything, including my Patreon, uh, which if you want to throw a couple bucks my way, I will reward you with many, many mixtapes. Um, I'm putting out like essentially like two to three a, mo- a month, including a, a new uh, music based podcast that I host alone. <laughs> yeah. Don't, no, I look, it's fucking great. I loved Levels. I mean, partially, That's my music partially because it's called levels. 
Yeah, partially because it's such a shared history, like so yeah, much I, of the stuff you're talking about. I was like, huh, that's right. Yeah, I, ta- I talked about you a couple times in it, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, good. I, I, I show up occasionally. Yeah, definitely. Um, should do a cro- you should do an ATSG uh, Patreon crossover where you do like a mix of all your favorite video game soundtracks. That is a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. We'll head over to Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/levdog, and uh, then say I'm 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 here for for the all the small games crossover mix, and I'll make it. Yeah. An all video when game you, mix. That would be very fun. When, when you run out of niche rap genres, <laughs> impossible. But yeah, only, okay. <laughs> only video games are left. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll hopefully see you in a week to do our run through of all the amazing indie announcements and more things to spend your hard earned money on. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Hell yeah. See you then, guys. Bye. decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89 percent off usps and ups make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com use code program for a special offer that's stamps.com code program when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.